0: What's happening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joe's Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. So the NFL's playoff season has started. We've got, what, like six games this weekend? Six games this weekend. Exciting times for us sports fans, casual sports fans, excited sports fans. But for guys such as myself that kind of cover the league or see things through a different lens... The playoffs are an exciting time because you like to see some of the top coaches go at it you want to see guys go over there you want to see how guys playmaking or play design guys schemes line up against some of the other top coaches out there you know when you hear records like Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in over two decades of co- in over a decade of coaching that's impressive and on the heels of Two of the more successful decorated coaches leaving the game, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and the playoff surrounds. This is this is a critical time or interesting time for coaches, for students of the game. And I say all of that because there's one game that stands still on this weekend, in this playoff weekend. You've got the Packers and Cowgirls starting out on Sunday, and then it goes to the Rams and Lions. Saturday, you got the Browns and Texans. We could see C.J. Stroud announce his presence to the world. And then we end up with Miami. Or yeah, We got Miami and Kansas City Saturday night also on Peacock. That's a great place to put a football game. And then you start off with the Steelers and Bills. But there's one game that's going to be played by itself. Singular game on national TV like all the other games, but it's the only show in town. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles trucking down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to take on Mr. Mediocrity, Baker Mayfield, and a resurging Tampa Bay Tuck. Surprisingly good Buccaneers team. One of the better defenses in the NFL. Led by defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is the head coach, but he made his bones in this league on defense. And the reason why this matchup is so intriguing to me is not because I'm an Eagles fan. Because what I mentioned before, you get to see some of the best minds go at it in the playoffs. There's no tricks. There's no surprises or well, there shouldn't be any surprises. It should be my play scheme, my design up against your design. Let's see who's got it. Well, before Nick Sariani became the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, he was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. He was the top lieutenant for one Frank Wright, who was instrumental in the Eagles winning their Super Bowl. And though Carson Wentz surgeons to one of the top quarterbacks only to watch him fall and, you know, go to not mention at all. But I digress. The reason why this matchup intrigues me is because Sirianni is coaching for his life. He is coaching this. It will be. The make or break game for him. He loses this game and it will be him. Rest assured, no one is going to say Jalen Hurts lost this game. No one is going to say Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, 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 the list of names that are, good, that, that are drawing blanks from Darius Slay, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. No one is going to say Sean Reddick, Reddick, excuse me, lost this game. The papers, if people still read them, the websites, the blogs, the podcasts will all say the same thing. In one way or another, Nick Seriani lost this game. As much as I would love to say I believe in the Eagles, Todd Bowles is one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. And you see it by the success of the defenses that he coaches. We cannot say that about Nick Sirianni. The Eagles offense has been interesting. The Eagles' offense this year has been inconsistent. The Eagles' offense this year has been one of the more frustrating things to watch in all of sports. Nick Sirianni is the offensive coach. Yeah, Brian Johnson is the guy that's calling the plays, but Sirianni is supposed to be the guy that steps in. And if they go down to Tampa Bay and lose to an inferior football team, a team that has been that they beat earlier this year. A team that is led by a journeyman quarterback, a team that won nine games, nine games, at one point had a four-game losing streak, won a division with nine games against eight against 19 other teams that only won nine games, nah, I, I'll be facetious, but won nine games and won a division where the second win total was nine games. You want to look at a poster child for mediocrity, look past Sirianni, and look at the NFC South. Nine wins, nine wins, seven wins, and two wins. The key number here is nine. If they go down to Tampa Bay, and it is by far the most intriguing of all the playoff games because they very well might. It is by far the most intriguing because they're coached by a head coach who many believe shouldn't have gotten a job in the first place. Many would question Sirianni because he was 39 when he got the job, the same age as Dick Vermeil And Andy Reid, I believe, was 40 when he got the job. But Sirianni walks in after Doug Peterson won the first Super Bowl in franchise history. He didn't play high-level college football. He's got no resume to su- suggest that he would be... Successful, yet alone anything to indicate that he can coach through the rut that they're in. He coached Philip Rivers, never won a Super Bowl, and was known to come up short in critical moments. Not saying he was... I would say many say Philip Rivers is the most... But you wonder if other guys play with the talent that he played with, would they have gone further? But nevertheless, going up against a guy who... And Todd Bowles was also interviewed, also interviewed for the Eagles position. You just wonder, not even wonder, you know now that Sariani is coaching for his future. He loses to the guy that the Eagles passed on. And a team that won nine games after the Eagles faltered towards the end of the stretch. It's over for Sariani. It's over. His record doesn't indicate that they should keep him. Yes, he won the 14 games, but they lost in the Super Bowl after, after a penalty. Pretty much iced the game for them. He hasn't, Jalen Hurts has taken a step back in regression for whatever the reason he has. Quarterback, offense is supposed to be his strong suits. Those were his calling cards coming in. Now, if he wins this game, finds a way to win this game and comes out and gets the doors blown off by the cowgirls, he'll get fired anyway. But there could be a debate had in that situation. There is no debate for him losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice in a three year span in the playoffs. Think about that now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the same Buccaneers who won the Super Bowl on the Eagles to shut the vet down. On their way to their first Super Bowl win in franchise history. Has now beaten the Eagles multiple times in the playoffs, but this will be the second time in three years with a head coach with, by a head coach who the Eagles passed on for the position. Yeah, Sirianni's done. And as well, he should be. You know, when I go to when I do research and by research, I mean Google. Shout out to see the God, I put in the phrase players support Nick Sirianni. This is what comes up. Nick Ceriani says he has full support from Eagles owner. Hmm. That could be the kiss of death. The dreaded vote of confidence. Because the very next line, Eagles players are showing they've lost confidence in Nick Ceriani. So if this is making it to the paper, or this is making it out of the locker room, Which is causing the owner to say, no, we believe in this guy. That means they have to evaluate him to believe him. Why are they evaluating him? Because they believe that he may not be the guy. So this Tampa Bay Buccaneers game is bigger than any other game on the playoff slate. It's bigger than Dallas and Green Bay. Although I like Green Bay in that game, but that just could be because of my disdain for the Cowgirls. But it's bigger than the Rams and Lions with Stafford and Goff going at each other. It's bigger than the Browns and Texans. C.J. Stroud making his start. Joe Flacco returning back to the playoffs. And the great story that that is. It's bigger than the game that they're putting on Peacock just because I don't know why they're putting it on Peacock, but whatever. And it's bigger than the Steelers and the Bills and Josh Allen. Because this is the one game where if the coach loses this game, he will no longer be the coach. I believe Sean McDermott will be back in Buffalo. Mainly because who's going to take that job? Now, obviously, somebody will take that job. But it's not a job where people are lining up to take. And McDermott is the king of it. The Mr. Sean McDermott is the king of it ain't my fault. So he'll fire somebody else if he has to to keep his job. But when you consider what Serianni has, where they're coming from, the fact that the meltdown has happened and the team they're going to lose to, serianni has got nothing to play for but his job. He has to make this work. He, he elevates Matt Patricia, who's been sitting in the same defensive meetings with Sean Desai. He's been there. He's doing all the things that point to a guy that's lost the feel for the team. He's doing all the things that make you wonder if he really knows what he's doing. He's doing all the things that warrant the questions that came after the initial hiring. And the reason why he got that job, the first things you heard were not, he's performed in the positions he's been in. The first things you heard were, he's connected to other guys who performed. That's not what you want from your head coach. Your coach needs to be the reason or one of the very reasons why you win. Because he will always be the reason why you lose. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joes Kwame Fritsch Jones. If you like the podcast, make sure you share, subscribe, comment, do whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. And as always, I appreciate your time of year. You be easy.